The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International. This podcast is sponsored by Digital Performance Gear, found at digitalperformancegear.com. We tell them, hey, no matter what the results may land, no matter what happens, congratulate the team next to you. Make sure that everyone understands the camaraderie behind this activity, because I think that's the most important part. You know, I'm always trying to talk to my director friends and be like, hey, man, can we house together? I would love for my students and your students just to break bread together. Can we maybe do a camp together? Can we do a clinic together? I think that part of this activity is one of the most important things because we're all in it for the same reasons, I think, for the education of the students, for the experience of the students. And, um, you know, I try not to let the competitive aspect of it become the dominating factor. That's Christian Cruz Vargas, the executive director of FIU Indoor Ensembles, where all three groups, guard, percussion, and winds, all won fan-favorite awards. Amazing. It is possible to be effective and entertaining and competitively successful. Find out how FIU programs shows and how they use the personalities of their students to drive creative decisions. You know what? General effect is just that, something that affects you. And how can we affect the audience in different ways? And I, uh, I think I'd love to see groups just explore the different ways to affect the audience. I think that's very important. Let's all be bold. Take chances and not do the expected. FIU wins three fan favorite awards on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by Digital Performance Gear, found at digitalperformancegear.com. Digital Performance Gear provides innovative choices for uniforms, flags, props, floors, and more for the pageantry arts. They are dedicated to providing the highest level of customer experience from design through production and to delivery. Using all digital print methods, the possibilities are endless when it comes to designing for your conceptual needs. DPG Apparel enhances their offerings through an exciting line of decorated apparel items and accessories using the latest technologies in digital printing, screen printing, and embroidery. Digital Performance Gear wants to change the way the industry looks, and they want the industry to look like whatever you imagine. Check them out at digitalperformancegear.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Martian Roundtable Podcast. This is Tim Hinton, and I'm so happy to be talking to this gentleman today, Christian Cruz Vargas. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. And yourself? I am great. So you are coming off two weekends of WGI in amazing success. So first off, congratulations. Thank you so much. It's just amazing what you're doing at FIU. So that it's you're the director, is that what you call yourself at FIU Indoor Ensembles? What is your title? Correct. I'm the uh, executive director of FIU Indoor Ensembles, with, which functions within the uh, university marching band. Right. And so. F- Florida International University is down in Miami, right? Correct. Miami, Florida. So I, I mean, first off, FIU Winter Guard, um, independent open eighth place fan favorite. FIU Indoor Percussion, Percussion Independent A, third place fan favorite. FIU Indoor Wins, Wins Independent World, fourth place fan favorite. Like that's incredible. And I've had for some time on my agenda that I wanted to talk about shows that could be fan friendly, entertaining, and also do great stuff competitively. And then I see that you made this incredible accomplishment. So three groups, three fan favorites. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you it's guys must a... be just so super and crazy proud. 
Yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been a crazy week. We were we were talking about it, uh, the possibility of it after the drums. You know, last week with or the week before with the color guard, they had an amazing amazing week, and uh, I stayed up, and then the you know competition happens through friday with the percussion and we get the fan favorite and we make that jump for us which was huge and then we're like man this would be really really cool i don't know if this has ever happened and lo and behold on sunday the winds got it as well and it's just been it's been an amazing experience uh the kids have been awesome and we've just super ecstatic about it well um, absolutely and what i mean you're like the poster child of the conversation i want to have so i'm i'm so excited to be talking to you so i want to start with a story if you're if you don't mind no problem so i go to the orlando color guard regional because i live yep. in orlando and i'm i'm walk I'm, I'm girding my loins for the day so to speak it's sunday it's the day of all the finals performances i'm walking in and i see tim lee and so I, I said to Tim Lee, sort of one of my standard lines when I'm walking into a full day of color guard, and I said, hey, Tim, I am getting ready for a full day of sad ballads. <laughs> this is this is sort of like the thing I have to get ready for. I love shows would have sad ballads, but I don't, it's hard when you see a whole bunch of sad ballads over and over and over and over. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, yes. I and then Tim <laughs> said to me, hey, I bet you're going to like FIU. And I said, oh, that sounds great. I have that to look forward to. Sure enough, in the middle of all these sad, sad ballads, out comes FIU Winter Guard. Super bright, great colors, just all this yellow and orange. and these. It was high energy. It was super entertaining. A level of excellence that was super impressive. I loved it. And so I was I already had my eye on you guys because I enjoyed that so much. And I was excited to see the Guard be rewarded with fan favorite for that great, great show. So... I just wanted to share that story with you because Tim was absolutely right. Like, here's the show that's not going to be like everybody else. So I don't know how to start this conversation, except do you go, do you, are you sort of, is that your approach? Is like, we can be competitive and make people happy and smile. Yeah. Well, this, this actually happened last year. And I'm happy you brought up Tim because Tim's been working with us for the past two years and Tim has been absolutely amazing to work with. Yeah. It's great. Um, you know, um, I have Tim and Enrique Perez who heads the color guard here. Mm. And he's, as as the director of the color guard, he has always just said he wants to stick out in a positive way. And last year in Independent A, um, speaking about ballads, I, I feel like ballads are a staple of the A class. And we just wanted to do something completely different. And um, we did this purely guitar soundtrack where it's uh, this guy making noises on his guitar and doing different things with he gets his guitar. And we were... And, it worked out for us. You know, they, they won, they won independent a last year and we were like, well, this, this works for us. Let's, con let's go continue doing the same thing this year. And this year when we were doing the initial stages of planning, we found another soundtrack by the same guy making noises on his guitar. And um, Enrique found this incredible guy from, so uh, uh, um, one of the Got Talents, I can't remember if it was Britain Got Talent or India Got Talent or something like that, who was making these really cool noises with his mouth. And it created this kind of tribal element. And we, we kind of combined those to the soundtrack. But mm. at the beginning stages of everything, it's always how can we be different? Well, how can we stick out without, you know, in, in a positive way? Um, because I think more so than anything we want to be memorable and we want to make sure that 
the audiences enjoy what you're seeing. And, and you know, it's funny because every time we've been going into shows with the Winter Guard, everyone who sees me is like, well, the audience is about to wake up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It feels like a breath of fresh air or somebody spraying some water in your face or something. And listen, you just made my point. Like this is, I love what you just said because what's so hard about a class in any, any of these divisions, any of the activities is there are so many groups and there are so many good groups and you have to figure out how to be noticed. And yet everybody, I think, gets afraid like, well, this, what always does well is this ballad and it's very emotional and I know how to do that. You know, and I think actually, doing a super high, fun, happy, energetic show can be a lot harder than a dramatic ballad because, you know, it's, I think it's a little trickier to pull off. Everybody can show sort of some angst, but I love that you said you wanted to stand out because I think that's exactly what happened. Like I left the Orlando regional remembering your show. Awesome. Yeah. That's, and that's definitely what we, what we, what we strive for more. You know, it's, it's, not so much for the competitive side of it, but for why we do this activity in the first place, which is to entertain. And I think coming from a university where our main goal as a university marching band is just to entertain the audiences, that definitely plays a role into what we take into the indoor activity. Because we roll straight off of, I mean, I feel like we we finished our last football game in November and we started indoor auditions in the process of September. So there was, a, there was this two-month bleed-in and yeah. then it all just goes full year-round. You know, it's interesting you said that because I do think college groups, they, I think they almost have sort of this unspoken permission to do more of this. You know what I mean? Like people think like, like I think sometimes college, um, you know, like college winter guards, they, they have this permission to be college kids and be a little more, more, more edgy or a little more fun. It's sort of like we're giving them permission to not have to be quite so stoic. Do you think that's true? Um. Well, I know for us, as far as the things we do, I think we do feel like we have a little bit more leeway because we tend to get uh, older members, older students. Um, and I think the, I think you can be a little more, you can take a little bit more of a risk with an older member. Um, and you can, they can, they can, how do I say this? They can display a couple more emotions just because they are a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, so you can explore different other different dynamics, so that more than just the angsty ballad, so to say. Right, but you know that people choose ballads because they do sometimes score well. It's sort oh, of yeah. I always sort of equate it to the dramatic actor at the Oscars is more likely to get the nod than the comedic. You know, the guy, the great comedian who did this brilliant, you know, performance in a movie. They tend to not be given as much. Sort of somehow, it's not as. It's not as artistic. Well, I, I balk at that up and down, you know, and, and, and so that's why I want to have this conversation. So, um, the, what, what are the, how do your, how do your members feel about doing these kinds of shows as opposed to sort of the typical ballad thing? Our members, every year we do interviews and we do surveys to see how they feel about the experience and how they feel about what it is that we're doing. And I know Enrique himself, especially with the color guard is very vocal and speaks to them a lot in regards to what it is they want to do. And every year we just get asked the same thing. Please no ballad, please no ballad, please no ballad. Let's do something different. Um, I think some of that has a lot to do with the culture of Miami itself. Mm. Uh, Miami is a, is a party town. And if you look at historically the groups that have been down here, um, Braddock independent, um, Miami Alliance Team Miami. You know we've there's been this culture of mm, that's true high octane, 
in your face attitude shows and i think a lot of that has to do with the membership down here and a lot of the students we get down here and the culture that is down here in miami um but they're always asking us we they don't want to do the ballad and we've talked about it for the reasons you said you know uh the ballads tend to do well the ballads tend to do very very strongly in in competition but um i'm not so sure that our membership would do so well with it because they just they they want to show themselves off. They want to be uh, very expressive. Like if you if you watch the video that Flo Marching put out of um, the retreat for for PIA, you see my members, you see my drum captain dancing down the red carpet as he's about to receive his medal. Like that is one hundred percent who our students are, you know. And and yeah. they just like to have fun and they love to drum, spin, and play music and. They, they'd rather do it in this regard than in something just to be competitive. Yeah, I love it. And you actually just made another one of my points, which I love, man, is that it is that you have to know your community and your kids. And I feel like sometimes directors um, try to fight that, you know, like what, what is your community like? What do they respond to? What are your kids like? What do they respond to? You have to play to that, play to that. Cause it's one of your strengths, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, one, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because being a part of the university, like I said, we get those members, those older members, and we understand the community because we actually start with a lot of these members now in the, in the fall. We're, they're going to mm. start spinning with us and drumming with us and playing with us mm. in the fall. And then that leads into the winter. So we get a lot of conversation time with them and all that. But in return, indoor also becomes a recruit recruitment for the marching band and becomes recruitment for the university. So... We look at it as like, you know, if I'm on the outside looking in and I see this group that stands out, I'm going to be like, I want to be a part of that. And I want to be a part of that university and I want to go there. Hmm. So, you know, we definitely look at what the community wants and what the community kind of needs. And, and that helps guide our, our process of how we choose shows and select shows. I love it. So we talked about the Winter Guard show. Tell, let's talk about the the indoor percussion show. Like, tell, just in case anybody, I'm sure everybody saw it, but let's talk about what it was um, and and why you chose it for your group. Like, what made it a fan favorite? Um, okay, so the indoor percussion show uh, was called Immortals Masquerade, and essentially, I don't remember when it struck me. I was listening to every breath you take but it was a minor version that i heard online and it it really struck me how when you hear that song in in the minor key it almost changes the connotation of the music completely or in the connotation of the words and it felt like a, it felt almost stalkerish <laughs> and i remember i was in my i was in my house with mark sylvester uh, who did the staging for my wins this year and he was like oh it almost sounds like vampires and i've always been Attracted to the story, or one of the stories in The Great Gatsby, where it's like throwing parties to attract someone that you love to mm. kind of make them your own. And those two stories kind of became blended. So we did this story of a vampire who visits this uh, maid, if you will, or servant at night. And she always senses him, but she never really sees him. And he leaves a dress for her and an invitation to go to his ball. Um, that's our opening scene, and we started with these big 12-foot uh, backdrop panels that looked like a really drab room, just really dark, no floor, and it was just him and her and their interaction. And then 
she finds the dress and she runs and she motivates the panels to change. And suddenly we see the six panels across the back change and we see this beautiful golden ballroom. Then we introduce the battery proper and they're almost like the minions of the main guy. And as the story progresses, they're setting apart, they're setting up the ballroom. So we start seeing pieces of floor come out that look like checkered dance floor. And then we see this red carpet come out and finally she arrives to the ball. He goes, he gets her, he brings her to the dance floor and they share this dance with them and with everybody. And as it turns out, um, you know, it wasn't the, <laughs> it wasn't the happy story she was looking for. As it turns out, mm. he was really just a vampire trying to find his forever beloved. Uh, we go through a scene, a chase scene. And at the end, he finally catches her and turns her. And we do that to a minor version of my way at the end where he's talking about, you know, through it all, I did this my way and I made you mine my way. So it was really, really interesting story to tell kind of these elements of different movies and books and music that we're really attracted to. And just that whole story element, something that the students can dig into mm. was what we wanted to do. And I think their believability as those characters was our biggest asset. They dug into that story. They loved the story. They loved being that character and being able to do a switch because for the first half of the show, they have to act very prim and proper. Like they're at the ball and they're at a masquerade. And then for the last two minutes, they're just in this almost animalistic mode. Mm. They just love doing that. I mean, they, the students here at FIU love getting into character. And, um, you know, I always like kind of the same with the ballad when it comes to color guard. It was when it's, when it's a class, I almost feel like, you need to have a very simple concept that um, that you understand and you execute very well, um, and that it will come through. But I, you know, I feel like if we give that to our to our students, like something I don't know, bounce or something like that, that they, they wouldn't do so well with it because they just they love characters, they love characterization, they love turning into something that they are not. Yeah, well, who doesn't want to act like a vampire? I mean, like, like you're describing this, and I'm thinking, man, I wish I was in this drum line. You know, like that sounds like so much fun. And clearly, the audience ate it up too. Um, yeah. Do you do you think that they 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 obviously could? They got into the story. They loved the emotion. What do you think it was that grabbed the audience so much? I think it's just the performance of the members. I they they brought it. In. I think it's a it's a story that you can follow which is one of the things that we strive to do. I, the, the, it's funny because the biggest um, story I had from this year is my mother came to watch one of our local shows. And um, we had a kind of a rough run. And I was going out of the gym, out of the gym, just steaming, ready to go speak to the drum line. And my mom stops me beforehand. She gives me a hug and she's like, oh my God, they were awesome. And that moment where, an audience member who had never seen the show came up to me and said she loved it, reminded me to be like, okay, yes, it was a rough run, but this is why we do it. You know, and I spoke to my mom. I was like, oh, did you get it? And she's like, yeah, I followed the whole story. And she, from the beginning to the end, said exactly what the show's about. And my mom, who does nothing with music, nothing with marching arts, has, even though I've done it my entire life, um, she's never really been a part of it for me. She she understood it. And when I, when I heard her just tell the story from beginning to end, I was like, all right, we did something right. Yeah. You know, that was, <laughs> Absolutely. that was awesome. That is so, that is such an awesome 
story. I love that. And, you know, one of the things I tell people all the time is to do that very thing. Bring in the lunch lady or somebody from your school yeah. and and have them watch the show and see if they get it. Because, yeah, you know, but- like it just shouldn't be so obtuse that you have to have, you know, a doctorate and, you know, live in a castle or something. I don't know. You know so I, I love that that anybody can love it and get it. And I agree with you. I think all shows should be simple. You know, if you if have a simple, basic, simple idea, if you think of all the great shows, um, you know, it's the basic idea behind it. I think Michael Cesario says it should be able to be described in less than 10 words or something, you know, maybe five words. Yeah. You know, when you can, when you can describe it in, in a short sentence, love it. That's so cool. And I love that you got reminded at that <laughs> moment, <laughs> you know, I'm sure your kids were lucky that you got reminded like what the, what yeah. the point was. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The, the second time that happened also was uh, we did a fr- friends and family performance mm. and um, our Maria, who was our main character, her, her two young brothers, or it was a, uh, sorry, her young brother and her young sister went up to um, Michael Miggs, who was our main male character and started hitting him because they, they, they thought it was for real. They thought they thought that that he was really doing these things, and I was like, it was those moments where I'm like, all right, we're doing the right stuff here, you know. If we can get kids that are seven, eight years old to buy into the story that much, then we're definitely doing the right thing. I love it. I love it. You're definitely well. You're you're clearly doing a lot of things right, or we wouldn't be having this conversation. I love it. <laughs> so all right, so that's really so. We've got this super high energy. Winterguard show, we have this very cool, accessible vampire show. Describe what the Winds show was. So the Winds show is um, the Winds show turned completely from what originally the story was supposed to be. But one of the things going into the season, I said I wanted to do was, you know, last year we had the Bunny Rabbits, and a couple <laughs> years ago we had Beethoven. It's like I always kind of have these memorable characters. And I wanted to use a kid. I wanted to use a, a child. And I'm, I'm very lucky to have my nephew. Um, a lot of people don't know that was actually my nephew on the floor. Oh, cool. He's eight years old. And he is, he is sharp as a tack. And, <laughs> you know, he, we were like, all right, how can we use him? What can we do with him? And I actually worked with uh, Linda Eubanks and Mark Sylvester on the, on the show. Mm. And it just completely changed from what it was supposed to be. Originally, we were going to do a show just about water and the way water moves and kind of the sophisticated idea of water. And that's why the show was initially called Aquatic. And then it started evolving and evolving and evolving into this idea of um, a, uh, a child who comes across a wagon and finds a gypsy who can kind of control water. And as the story progresses, she teaches him how to do it till he takes over. And then kind of as like a aha at the end, we decided to that this was like a telling of who Professor Marvel was when he was a child mm. uh, from The Wizard of Oz. So it was this this really cool idea of how the professor how Professor Marvel became Professor Marvel through being taught magic and all this through a gypsy. Um, and through it, we just had this water aesthetic. The the winds members were raindrops that she controlled. And as the story progressed, you can see uh my nephew or professor marvel taking control of the horn line the horn line the horn line and and we <laughs> you know as i think kind of an fiu staple right now we definitely went into the comedic elements of it where she's trying to she's trying to control them but he has the power so he's kind of messing with them and doing all these fun things and dancing and um 
you know, it's just a really, really fun show to put together. And we wanted to do some things that haven't necessarily been done on the wind side yet, but are but are done on the other things. And we didn't use the floor. We wanted the uniform and the members to speak. Uh, so it was, it was a really, really cool show to put together. Yeah, well, everybody loved it, of course. And you mentioned the comedic elements, making things that are clever and funny, Again, I sort of said this, but I think that's hard, but it, I love it. Like, I love a show where I feel clever when I'm watching it and they're doing something that's really funny or clever. And, and like, so I love that you were able to accomplish that here. Was that something that, that just sort of happened because of the personality of the creators? Or did you purposely think, let's make this fun? Um, it just kind of happened. Uh, we, we were talking about the story and how to progress and where she loses control. And we just kept thinking about slip and sliding. You know, we had this moment where it's like slip, slide, slip, slide, slip, slide. And then the members started just doing these different visuals when we were trying to stage that moment. And it just became like, it just happens really organically where they were doing these things where like our main flute player, uh, Steve would run and he would pretend to slip and he would get like horizontal like four feet off the ground and then bam, just fall on his back. <laughs> and every time everyone saw that moment, everyone thought he had really slipped, but they started really buying into it. And um, the moment itself was cool. But once we added Devin, once we added my nephew to it, it just became this whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we were like, well, to do this, let's do something more with it. So then we decided to add all the double tonguing and all the runs and all that stuff. So it was like you're seeing this moment of so much whimsicalness and so much comedy. But then, you know, if you really look into that moment, they're playing some really, really intense stuff in the background. So I think that's why the moment worked really well. Now, you just described like the perfect creative process, you know, and the, the part that makes it perfect to me is that your students also had input and were a part of the process that gives them such ownership for the show. I love that you let that happen. Yeah, they, they, like the, the students at FIU are, uh, if not anything, very vocal and very, like I said, they, they stand out a lot. So they, they love to get into it. They, they take ownership of their show. They, they love to talk about ideas and they throw ideas at us. And, you know, when, when they stick and they make sense, we put them in there because at the end of the day, it is about their experience and their experience is paramount. And if they feel like they contributed something to it, I think that makes their experience even greater. Well, absolutely. But the thing is, that's important, Christian, is you've created an atmosphere. And this is what I want everybody to get. You created an atmosphere where they felt comfortable doing that. Because I have stood in front of plenty of groups where the students were afraid to speak up at all or even express their own personality. And so they're sort of parroting something they've been told to do. And you can just feel it when you watch the show. It's not their show. You know, it's them trying to act something out. So you've created an environment where the students feel comfortable being themselves, expressing themselves. is. Do you specifically do anything to make that happen? Um, you know, it's, and I know a lot of people say this, but it's a family here. And I, I, I'm a former Marine. And the biggest thing that I gathered from the Marine Corps was the brotherhood of it and that sense of belonging. So I wanted to make sure that wherever I go, where I teach, that I get that I instill that same sense of brotherhood and family and belonging and that understanding that everyone's so comfortable with each other is what creates that. Because when they come here, you know, I do these exit surveys and I, and I just recently did it. All I keep reading about is like, what's the best quality of FIU indoor? And everyone says the same thing, the family atmosphere, the fact that I feel like I'm somewhere I belong. 
and it makes them want to keep coming back. And then just that comfort, mm-hmm. once they're here for one, two, three, four years, they're like, we want to continue being here. We want to be a part of this. So we want to continue seeing this grow. And then they, um, in turn, you know, they, they, they do what they do. Well, that's tremendous. Um, I hope everybody that's listening to this rewinds that last minute and a half and listens to that again, because I feel like that is so key. You know, like if anybody's saying, how do I get my kids to perform? How do I create shows that are fan favorite shows that make me stand out? Like you just described it, you know, and it's, and it's by treating your students the way they need to be treated and creating the right environment. It has nothing really to do about how to do a double tongue this or how to step this grand jeté or even a, a, you know, it's all about that's where it starts. And, and so I am taking away from this conversation that that's, that's your real ace in the hole, Christian, you know, you've created a a family with all of these organizations and look what's happened. Yeah. What's, what's interesting about it is, um, I don't know how many people saw retreat for wins, but, uh, you know, I do the designing for Chromium as well. Hmm. My, my students are so infectious and, and that attitude is so infectious that it started to bleed into the Chromium staff and into the Chromium students too. Uh, last year at retreat, we actually gave Chromium one of the rifles that we used and we signed it from all the members from FIU to Chromium. And this year in return, they gave us one of their hats signed from all the members from Chromium to FIU. So it's like, cool. It's all becoming one one huge family, you know, and and lo and behold, Chromium as well, one fan favorite this year. So I guess wow. I'm doing something right in that regard. <laughs> You're doing a lot of things right. That there's everything great about that, you know, yeah. because I've actually had people tell me before, you know, I get suggestions for podcast topics all the time, and I've had people tell me, you know, we've lost this sort of fun family thing about our activity. You know, I think people feel like people aren't as it's friendly and open in retreats or in warm-ups sometimes. I'm not saying that's true across the board, but I think, you know, Christian, it's very easy to get into sort of this competitive everybody's my enemy thing. And you're sort of the uh, the opposite, and look what's happened. Yeah, what's, what's funny about it is if you, if you talk to people who see me at local shows, like up until my students perform, I'm very much about them and kind of people look at me and they're like, oh, my God, this guy. And I'm kind of big and intimidating, so people are like, Holy crap. And then you see me after they finish performing and it's, it's all about them. It's all about making sure that, you know, we tell them, Hey, no matter what the results may land, no matter what happens, congratulate the team next to you. Make sure that everyone understands the camaraderie behind this activity, because I think that's the most important part. You know, I'm always trying to talk to my director friends and be like, Hey man, can we house together? I would love for my students and your students just to break bread together. Can we maybe do a camp together? Can we do a clinic together? I think, that part of this activity is one of the most important things because we're all in it for the same reasons, I think, for the education of the students, for the experience of the students. And, um, you know, I tried not to let the competitive aspect of it become the dominating factor just because everyone knows that this, this activity is very, very, very uh, subjective. And, yes. you know, you, you see it on recaps. You'll have the same caption, a judge put you in, in first, a judge put you in eighth. And it's like, you know, it, it comes... You can't allow the numbers to dictate the experience for the members. You have to have to let it be about their experience. And if they're having a fun time, uh, they're going to return and they're going to continue trusting the process that you're doing and being a part of the program. Well, keep doing that because we need more and more of that reminding everybody. Remember what, you know, we're all, we're all way more alike here than we are different. We're all loving this activity. You know, even yep. though you may be doing Adele and I'm doing, 
Spanish tacos, like whatever, it doesn't matter, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> yep. you know what I mean? Like it's all awesome. And I love that you're, um, you're living that. And I think that that's, a, you know, I think that's a big part of why we're talking today. Um, so, wow. So what do you, you know, what is your whole, what is your whole community feeling about all these fan favorites? I mean, I sort of asked you that before, but like, are, are they aware of like how exceptional that is? In my opinion, it's really special. They are. They are. <laughs> Social media right now, all my students are blasting it everywhere. They're just like, <laughs> you know, what the coolest thing about it is the color guard is is celebrating the wins fan favorite and the wins is celebrating the color guard fan favorite and everybody's celebrating this and everyone's like, everyone kind of understands what we did and everyone understands that like you don't see that every day for an organization or an organization to go out there and for all three groups yeah. to win this award was amazing. You know, this is actually our fifth ever or three, four and five ever. And, um, wow. That's why, you know, we tell them sometimes that one, that one's more important than the medals. Sometimes that one's more important than competitive placement, just because it speaks volumes to the kind of product that you're putting out there. Well, no doubt about it. And I got to tell you, for me, it's very, very important, you know, like, cause I love happy, entertaining guard shows, you know, yeah. like, you know, we did a whole series of conversations about, you know, the, the most influential guards of the eighties, the nineties, whatever. Well, I'm sort of an eighties guard guy, you know, like I started watching way back and like, you know, shows were just so much fun, you know, and I'm not saying they're not fun. Like I love these serious obtuse, you know, cerebral shows with ballads. Like I love those too. I just don't want every show to be one, you yeah. know, like let's have more variety, do your thing. So I'm hoping by talking to you that somebody out there will feel empowered to say, well, you know, what is my community want? What, what do I like? Can I do a Madonna show and be competitive? You bet. You know, yep. there's a way to do it. Now you have, you might have to be super smart, you know, you, <laughs> but you guys are spending a lot of time and energy figuring these stuff, this stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah, we, you know, it's, it's going to continue being RMO. We just, we think it's the right thing and it definitely works for us. And, you know, I think the most important thing is, and I posted this on Facebook yesterday, if they're executing, the show's not going to matter. So don't, I, you know, I tell people don't fall into this trap of thinking you have to do X, Y, and Z to be competitive. Teach them, make sure that they have the proper education and then do something that fits them. And if you do that and you execute, you, you're going to, you're going to do well. Yeah. It's, it's all effect and it comes from all kinds of different places. And I'm the guy that wants to, I want every winds group to have a different instrumentation. You know, yeah. I, I, I keep telling people, when's the flute choir coming out and marching around? Like, that's what I want to see, you yeah. know, like let's, let's mix this stuff up, you know? And so I love that you're doing that. It, it's, um, it's a breath of fresh air. I, in closing, I will tell you that watching, I, unfortunately I've watched Dayton winter guard at home on my screen, which was nice. I loved it on flow marching, <laughs> but there came a point about two thirds down the day where I just got so sad by all the show, ballady show after ballady show, I literally had to stop and go make some muffins. And I, I actually felt so much better after baking muffins. And so I had muffins the rest of the night as I watched <laughs> Winter Garden. So that's my sort of overcoming the drama thing. But I, I love what you're doing. Is there anything you want to say before we go about all this? Cause I just think it's super impressive. I'm not, I think I've, I think I've said it all. You know, I just, I, I'm really happy that I got to have this conversation with you. 
I'm really happy that FIU was able to do what, what, what they did this year. And, um, you know, it's, it's a testament to the students and it's a testament to my staff um, for mm. us to break the mold, so to say, and for them to do it in such a positive and, and inspiring way, I think. I think, you know, one of the things we tell them all the time is, like, you never know who's watching and you never know who you're going to inspire. So we're going to continue to do us and we're going to continue to do the things the way we want to do it and hopefully inspire someone to be different, inspire someone to break out of the mold. And, you know, and hopefully maybe not next year, a couple of years down the line, we'll see a bunch of different kinds of shows. You know, we'll see, we'll still see the ballad and we'll see, still see that being very competitive, but you'll see the high energy or we'll see the whimsical. We'll see the comedic. I think, you know, one of the biggest lessons I ever learned was from Ralph Stewart. He, I was having a conversation with him about effect and about general effect and about why he did that show with Carolina Thunder, um, music of the Holocaust and how he said at that moment in time, effect was seen as purely a happy thing, but he wanted to show that general effect could also be something that makes you think. Mm. And that made me be like, you know what? General effect is just that something that affects you. And how can we affect the audience in different ways? And I, uh, I think, I'd love to see groups just explore the different ways to affect the audience. I think that's very important. Yeah. And take a risk, you know, yeah. like it's not all about winning, but it's about, like you said, it's about being remembered and your kids having a great experience and audiences reacting, you know? So listen, everybody be bold, you know, take chances, try something. I love it. And, and, and I love that you're doing it. And got to tell you, Christian, I can't wait to see, the shows that FIU does next year. Like this is, this is the top of my agenda is okay. I can't wait to see them, you know, <laughs> so no pressure, but <laughs> I think you guys, it's, it's just quite an, a, just a really astounding accomplishment. So again, congratulations. You should be super proud. I thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of this team. Thank you for everything. If you find our podcasts helpful, share them with friends or colleagues you think would enjoy them. Anyone can hear our podcast on iTunes on our mobile app, or on our website at marchingroundtable.com. While at the website, search for other podcasts that interest you from over 700 releases available now in our podcast archives at marchingroundtable.com. Keep up with podcasts being released and guests we're going to be talking to by following the Marching Roundtable on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And you can receive our bi-weekly newsletter by signing up for a free VIP membership at marchingroundtable.com. We also encourage you to learn from the marching arts professionals with great videos and webinars available now at marchingartseducation.com. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast, Digital Performance Gear, found at digitalperformancegear.com. We hope you support the podcast on our Patreon page. Even a small donation will really help us keep sharing the information on the podcast. Find that at patreon.com slash marchingroundtable. This is your host, Tim Hinton. I hope you'll visit my website at timhinton.com and see the almost 100 marching shows available there. I write shows that are tuneful and educational, something for students of every experience level. timhinton.com If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should consider sponsoring an episode of the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach. And with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link 
at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast. Thanks.